Hi, I'm Katie. I'm an alcoholic. Um, I live in Laguna Hills, but I'm actually from Georgia. Um, so <laughs> I just wanted to share that Southern by the grace of God. But anyway, um, so I, my sobriety date is November 25th, 2006. I have a sponsor who has a sponsor. She knows I'm her, uh, she knows that she's my sponsor and I also sponsor women. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, so I was just kind of praying. I was like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to say, but um, really, I just am here to carry the message. So hopefully somebody can get something out of it. And um, I think I'll start with one of the things that really, when I came into these rooms, everything was such a blur for me. I mean, it really was. I was in a fog for a long time. And uh, what people were saying didn't really seem to make sense, but I started to listen when I heard a woman sharing about looking for the similarities and not the differences. And so I slowly started to listen and come around with that. So uh, while you're listening, hopefully you can find some similarities. Um, and I'll just go back to one of the things that she also said was she said that she didn't feel, she felt out of place before she even put alcohol into her body. Like she just felt different. She felt like something was off. And that was the first time I had ever heard anybody say anything like that. And um, I, I felt like people, I started to listen a little bit more and I felt like people were speaking a different language almost because um, how I was raised. So I grew up in a military family and how I was raised was that you, um, basically we're not to have any feelings. If you had a feeling you were to go somewhere else until, <laughs> until the feeling was gone and then you could come back and have fun. Like that was basically it, you come back and have fun. And um, so I got really good at doing that and kind of having my own little internal world um, in terms of feelings, basically just trying to not have them and not process them and just do something else instead. And so it wasn't until I came in these rooms that I actually started even putting a name to feelings. And I know that sounds kind of crazy that as an adult, I was doing that, but I just was programmed to not, not have them. And for a long time, my solution to not have, not having them was to drink. Like that was great. Like I'd get a feeling and I drink, you know, it was like, oh man, I, I'm sad, drink. Oh, I'm not sad, celebrate, drink. Um, oh, there's something going on, drink. Oh, nothing's going on, drink. So any kind of thing, the answer was to drink. And for a long time, that solution worked. And it worked, it was great. I had, I had fun until it wasn't so much fun anymore. And um, I remember my first drink, I was 12 years old. There were two specific memories that I had. One was we were in the kiddie pool outside of the front yard. My dad was having a beer while my brother was swimming around. He was like, hey, kid, you know, you're going to do this at some point. So you might as well, you know, do it with me around. And he handed me this Budweiser and I drank it and I hated it. And I thought it was disgusting. I was like, oh, God, I'm never doing that again. And it wasn't like, oh, it, it's, it, it wasn't like I had this awakening where I was like, this is living. You know, I was just like, this is disgusting. And um, but then there was a, another time, I was at my mom's, so I'm from a blended family, and I was, at, I was with my mom, and uh, she, she was at work, and I went to go hang out with this girl named Kaylee down the street, and her mom, was a, her mom was a single mom, and she took care of her grandmother, and she was working all the time, so we basically had the house to ourselves, 
And I didn't know it then, but her grandmother was one of us. And her mom used to like, and her grandmother loved white Zinfandale. So she would get like these huge glass, like gallon containers of like white Zinfandale or something. And her mom would mark a line on the bottle to watch how much her mom, like how much the grandma was drinking. And so I didn't know what any of that meant. I just thought, huh, this is a different family dynamic. Like, I don't, some, it's different. Um, but then she, my friend said, hey, I have this, this game that we can play. And I was like, what is it? And so basically her grandmother would hide the white Zinfandel. She would like hide it in all these different containers that looked like something different throughout the house. So she would hide it in like the laundry detergent or like the cooking oil or something like that. She would hide it all over. Thank you. And um, so this was our game. Our game was like the best hunt, treasure hunt ever. It was to go around, find all of them, drink all of them. And then we'd get drunk and then we'd run around. I mean, we were young, right? We were 12. So we'd strip down naked. We'd streak the neighborhood, play in the sprinklers, get all dirty, have a blast, come back. The grandma's fran frantic. She cleans us up, throws us in the shower. The mom comes home and we're like, we were angels and grandma was great. And so <laughs> grandma, grandma couldn't get mad at us. And um, because then she would get in trouble. But we would basically, now that I'm, a, now that I'm an adult, I know that it was like her hard work over months to like get that alcohol in all these different bottles and we were just drinking it and having fun. And um, needless to say, my mom did not want me to hang out with Kaylee. Um, <laughs> she did not like me hanging out over there, but um, I had a blast. And so that was when I just really loved, I, I thought it was when I fell in love with it, but I didn't start until college. Um, I went to Georgia. It was a work hard, play hard environment. So glad we won last night. But anyway, um, <laughs> like, so I played hard and I got sober young and I didn't think I had a problem. And, um, you know, it wasn't until it stopped working. Like it literally just stopped working. It was like, I couldn't get drunk enough. You know, I was, um, you know, I'm, I was Greek. I was in that whole, the whole Greek scene. And, um, there was this like foam party and I remember I was I couldn't like I would get so drunk that my body wouldn't work but my mind was still going like I couldn't turn it off and I just wanted to party and have fun and not have the feelings and it wasn't working anymore like it just stopped working and then from then on that was pretty much it it was like my goal was to get it to work again and I couldn't and I didn't understand the phenomenon of craving I didn't understand that that feeling when I would go out and I'd have a drink and I'd feel alive, like, yeah, let's go do stuff. And like, I'd be out with my guys. Like I didn't have, like, I didn't realize that that feeling of like, it would start to wane and it would be like, no, 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 no. And so I'd start drinking more and more and more to get to get back to that. I didn't realize that that was the phenomenon of craving. I didn't realize that that was um, the allergy setting in. And so it wasn't until I came into these rooms that I got to get free of that because um, it took me to a really dark place where um, I basically uh, like I didn't know I didn't I didn't want to die but I didn't know how to keep I didn't want to live the way that I was living and I didn't know what to do and so it took me to like more of an emotional bottom you know because I was so young it wasn't like I lost a house and you know a spouse and all these things like I didn't have anything to lose and so I for a long time thought oh well I'm different because of that and it's like no actually like 
it was like, I, it took me to the point where I wanted to end my life because I was so miserable I, uh, being a slave to alcohol. And I came into these rooms actually unwillingly. Like I, I was one of, I was a paper signer and I share that because I hear a lot of times people saying, Oh, like, you know, paper signers, they don't want to be here. And it's like, no, I didn't want to be here, but like I was here and I heard the message and I slowly was able to have a little bit more willingness. And now my life, now, I, now I get to live because I was on a path where I know for sure that to drink is to die for me. Like it stopped working. It was a solution that I didn't have anymore. And I like almost died multiple times because I was a slave to this disease. And um, I find that if I'm not careful and I'm not working these steps, even with um, some time that I can be, I can be a dry drunk and I can be a slave to this disease without putting a drop in me and it will slowly lead back to that. And um, I've almost had experience, I've had experiences with the mental blank spot. But anyway, I know that um, my time is, is almost up and I just wanna share, um, like if you're struggling, you don't have to. Like if you're looking for relief, like the relief is in these steps. I recommend getting a sponsor to go through the book. Um, going through the steps, seeing if you can relate in the book. Um, and I, I really have found freedom, peace, and joy that I've never experienced before in my life through doing the steps that are right here. So um, if you have any questions, please feel free to ask me after the meeting. Thank you.